What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another week of the Food Joint Podcast. I'm one of your hosts. It's your boy, P. It's your boy, Mills, man. What's going on? I, I can't call it, man. First and foremost, let's get right to it. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank I mean, you. clap it up for P. Happy yeah. birthday, bro. Made it another year. Yeah, listen. In these Philly streets, it's rough. Listen, you're not getting older. You're getting better, bro. Yeah, that's, that's how I like to look at it. Yeah, I mean, for that's sure. How, that's for how I like sure. to look at it. I appreciate it, though. Yeah, yeah no doubt. How'd you spend it? Uh, The babe... Took me to the beach. Um, we just shot out Jersey. To you ever heard of this area called um, Brigantine? So apparently, it's I only a, go out to Cape May. It's a little area right outside of Atlantic City. You know where um, Harris and everything mm-hmm. is on the side. Yeah, you go like you go in there, right over the bridge. It's a little town, like right there, sitting off to the side. They got their own beach. It's real nice though. I called it the. Um, the Hamptons of Atlantic City <laughs> because it was like mad Benzes and Bentleys, a couple Rolls Royces out there. Mm-hmm. Beach houses were immaculate. Because it's not Atlantic City. Yeah. So. And it's crazy because you look, Atlantic City is literally right there, but yeah. it's not Atlantic City. Ain't nobody want to be bothered with that though, especially if you got that kind of bread. Bro, I looked up on Airbnb, one of the beach houses that I actually saw for myself. Mm-hmm. I looked it up just... Look for a week. Shits and giggles. Yeah, just shits and giggles. Look, let's let's how much it costs to stay in this place for a week. Eleven grand. It was like twenty two fifty a night. Ten bedrooms, like eleven uh, all right, bathrooms. All right. That makes that makes sense. Rooftop, rooftop deck, jacuzzi, pool, like the house, elevator in the house. Like it was. Ah, nice. that's justifiable. It was nice. That's justifiable. And it fit up to like 18 people. The key is, do you know 17 other people that you would want to do that with? No, I don't. Probably like six. Yeah, seven. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So even at- But even in six and seven, seven I'm thinking of is a stretch because I don't, they might start. That's what I'm saying. After like the third, second or third day, mm-hmm. I'm cool. Yeah. I'm cool. <laughs> But it was nice, though. I'm, I appreciate you asking. Good, man. No doubt. No yeah, doubt, man. Yeah. Uh, you want to get into tales? Yeah. yeah. You got something or you want me to hold it down first? No, I actually got something this week. Oh, all right. Yeah, oh, all right. Yeah, I'm proud you put me on the spot last yeah, week. Had to I set appreciate you up. it. Yeah, you definitely set me up. <laughs> no, so this week for tales, it actually takes me back to when I worked at the diner. Mm-hmm. And after watching the movie, old memories came back. Right, and I'm like, right, oh, right, all right. right. So it was this one day in particular. Now we had a couple cooks, and then we had maybe like three or four prep cooks, one expediter. Mm-hmm. So if you if he called out, we're screwed. Yeah. And then um, bartenders, blah blah blah. So <laughs> two of my coworkers that were prep cooks got into it. Now the prep line is right on the other side of the the actual line. Mm-hmm. So we hear everything. And they cussing up a storm. And then all you hear, you hear knives hit the floor. <laughs> and you hear... Wait, why would they hit the floor? Like, you would want to keep them close. I guess because that may, maybe they was doing their thing. Uh-huh. And they're like, well, what you want to do? <laughs> yeah, that's so I go around to the other side. They, like, scuffling. You could tell they don't want to fight. Oh, a little shoving match. Yeah, you could tell they don't want to fight. Oh, but they scuffling like like it's WWE. Mm-hmm. And the one boy got body slammed on a bag of potatoes, <laughs> messed his back all up. 
And That's so random. <laughs> yo, because they were they were doing um they were doing the potatoes to make the home fries mm. from scratch and then there was a bag of onions back there because we made our own onion rings yeah. so that's what that's what they're that's what they were tasked with one guy got sent home the guy that got sent home was a guy that got body slammed <laughs> so, why, why I gotta get sent so home? not only did you get body slammed you got sent home had that long walk of shame oh man no no he didn't because he left like right out the back door He's... and then walked around the building so he wouldn't have to see nobody you still got to live with that, though. He was mad embarrassed. He didn't even come back. Would you? Yeah. If I need my job. I Listen, I just got to eat that. You got to eat it sometimes. No, we got to run that fade. That's the only way I would come back. We got we to run it for real. Yeah, well, he didn't come back. <laughs> That's what it is. And then the bull that did the body slamming, he ain't last much longer after that. But I was like, why didn't he? Like, what happened? Like, nothing happened with him. So maybe he spun it, whereas though the other guy instigated the whole thing, I was and then he myself. was just defending himself. Mm-hmm. He had to let him know he wasn't pussy. So you know that was that that happened, and then it was one more situation that happened maybe like a week after that, also with prep cooks. So clearly they they had their issues, but it was a, it was a story about. One guy was getting prep done too fast. And the other prep cooks was like, yo, slow the fuck down because we're going to get this list done before our shift ends. And we don't want her to try to give us no busy work, no extra nothing to do. Not today. Today's not the day. Boy was like, yo, look, man, I ain't I ain't with all that waiting around. I'ma do this and then it is what it is. So he did it, got everything done. She found some busy work for all four of them to do. <laughs> they was pissed. Mm. They all caught the bus and the train, and where the diner was, train right stations street. right across the street. Yeah. And, you know, everybody's leaving. They walk into the train, whatever, whatever, whatever. We had this weird schedule where the diner was closed Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We only mm. was open Thursday, Friday, and the weekend. So this was... Sunday. Fast forward to Thursday, we come back to work. They in there. Old boy that was Mr. Speedy Gonzalez mm-hmm. had a black eye. I saw it, but didn't say nothing. Ain't none of my business. But I, I kept looking at that John. And <laughs> he eventually, me and him was kind of, we was kind of cool. Uh-huh. And he was like, yeah, I see you looking at my eye. You want to know what happened? I'm like, honestly, no. I don't want to know what happened. It is what it is. Whatever happened, that's your business. It's cool. You all right? He was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm like, well, that's all that matters. So he was like, well, I'm going to tell you anyway. Two of the other, two of our other oh, co-workers no. jumped him at the train station. Over prep? Over prep. This goes to show... Oh, how messed up it is out here and people don't want to work and how lazy people are. You got mad because you had to do some extra work that you rolled on your coworker? That's nuts. Yeah. Oh my God, man. So that's what I got this week. Damn, my shit kind of light. Diner work. <laughs> my shit kind of light. But so this week we discussing the movie um, Burnt. Right. And Bradley Cooper. 
Uh, Uma Thurman made a guest appearance in it. So this is early, 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 like within my first year. Okay. Um, I started working at this restaurant, and you know I'm learning. Yo, cut fifty pounds of potatoes, fifty pounds of onions, like nonsense work. Finally, get an opportunity to like do some real work. So I'm sitting there, I'm plating something. Chef goes, "The fuck is this?" Picks it up, looks at it. Throw that shit against the wall. Plate shatter. I'm like, the fuck? Mind you, I'm every bit of 20. And you, and you know who I was back then. So I go, all right. Sergeant Duche. <laughs> i like, all right. Make another one. i make sure it's perfect. He looks at it. Yo, what the fuck? Again? Slides the shit off the table. And the, my first instinct, I said, like, I got a gun in the car. Let me hurt homeboy. And then I, then I went to leave. One of the cooks grabbed me, and he was like, he's testing you. Don't break. So I was like, all right. Calm down again. So I make the plate. And now, mind you, these three plates, the third one, they all look the exact same. You know what he was bitching about? What? Because of the angle, if he'd have just turned it, that's what he was looking for. Oh, okay. Symmetry, so like, symmetry and whatnot? Yeah. Gotcha. So like if if the pearl onion was at 3 o'clock and it's supposed to be at, I don't know, 7, that's what he was complaining about. Now, if I was 20-year-old you, I wouldn't have understood it either. And I would have asked myself, what the fuck is the big deal? But- being who we are now, experiencing what we experience, mm-hmm. watching shows like The Bear, movies like Burnt and everything else, and just seeing exactly how insane this industry is. Bro. That's that's nothing. And then I became that chef, yo. Now, mind you, I ain't never throw no plates at nobody. I ain't never do none of that. I think you had a I think you had an Adam moment a couple times. Um, once, but it was well within reason and I responded, uh, a little insane, but my OCD kicked in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how many covers we had that night? I'll never forget 523 covers that night. Damn. Right. So I'm on broiler. Sue at the time. Okay. But they treated me like exec because exec gets clipped. I got you. So, mind you, it's two other Sues. But Damn. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, ha- you had to. You had to. So, because you had me, broiler, and you had to have somebody expediting, you had to have somebody floating. Gotcha. Just because we had like five or six stations. Okay. So, uh, my regional was there, suit and tie ball. Okay. I'm going. He goes, come here. I'm like, hold on. Let me sell this rare real quick. He's like, come here. So I take the rare out. I put it on the side. Goes with me to the to the refrigerator. I just see a case of eggs on the floor. Just yolks everywhere. Uh, and he was like, monitor your people. I kicked that walk in. I was like, yo, what the fuck? 
they heard me in the dining room. My GM came back, was like, what is going on? I said, these nasty motherfuckers just keep making messes and shit. Get it the fuck together. That was my only meltdown. It was bad, too. I got sent home and everything. They was like, as soon as the rush is over, you, you got to go. Because we don't even know who you are. Right. So that was my only meltdown. I never had one. But you was always old and mature, so you never really had to like... Nothing ever really was going to take you there. No, there's been instances in my career where I was there. I just always, when when those few times where all I saw was red, mm-hmm. I would see Zoe's face. I don't got a Zoe, bro. Yeah, I would see her <laughs> face and I would just be like, not calm down, but just remember. There's bigger things at stake. People were, people are counting on me, mm-hmm. especially her. And I don't have the luxury of starting over. That's true. So let me get myself together. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to fight the air. <laughs> like Trey. <laughs> and, and that's it. And I feel you. I got what, like, in my almost 20 years, I that was my only real bad one. Like, the only bad one. I think it was as bad as it was is because your regional brought it to your attention. So it was like, okay, they out of pocket. And then for him to see this and know about it and I not know about it, it's like you put it's, it's putting me on blast. It's not it wasn't even that. It was a couple of things. Like, first off, the night was already hectic. And I mind you, I maintain all types of cool under pressure. I barely sweat. Right. But it was for him to know it was for him to know that that happened and didn't address it right away. For him to only pull me was another issue. And there's two other you got two other sues. So you think he singled you out? I know he did because he pulled me because maybe like right when the chef got clipped, he was like, "You need to be the one that everybody come to." Got you. So so it's so, like I so my response real quick. My response was, "I'm already that dude, mm. y'all and." The, Y'all Ben should have made me chef. He shouldn't have even been here. Got you. So it was like, okay, you want to be that guy? Well, what's going on with this? And it's like, bro, it's like, all right. Now I'm at now I'm mad at you. I'm mad at everybody here. Got you. Y'all want to see me turn up and show passion? Not be Mr. Cool Funny Boy on the line? Okay. Let me show you something. And then there you have it. But burnt, um, which pretty much it was a tale of just one of the a world-renowned chef who sex drugs rock and roll we said that on here before like those kind of chefs he kind of um ruined his reputation got kicked out of paris um moved to new orleans that's crazy not to cut you off mm-hmm. how'd you get kicked out of a whole country well i mean they gave tidbits of what he was doing oh yeah okay. like <laughs> him, I mean, it, it was warm him sleeping with the owner's daughter was kind of wild Oh, not kind of wild. It was wild. No, that no. Them sleeping together was kind of wild. Them going on drug binges was the wild part. Yeah. So Too much sad. so that she had to pay both their debt. So, th- yeah. And then, you know, he um, moves to New Orleans, gets sober, says, shucks a million oysters. And then that was his self-imposed. That was his penance. He said that, yeah, that was his penance. Goes to London, runs into his old mater D, who just so happens 
to be madly in love with him. That was like a twist. Yeah. It was like, yo, I'm going to get you three stars. Like, we're going to open a three, three Michelin star restaurant. So, long story short, the movie ends. They get the three stars. He relapses, but they get it together. What was your take on him, like, when he got to London versus the end? So, for me, Burnt, okay. Go ahead. Burnt, to me, was the movie version of a prequel to The Bear. Because they have a lot of similarities, mm-hmm. they have a lot of differences, mm-hmm. but the similarities that they have are like spot to fuck on. Oh, because it's all the same. Because it's all the same it's shit. It's all the it's same. All, like, it's insane. Like everything is insanity. Yeah. Now, from the beginning to the end, you know, he's trying to um, redeem himself. Mm-hmm. He wants to do this. He's shoveling. He's still shoveling shit. And he's trying to rebuild and re reestablish relationships that he either fucked over the years or new ones that he's looking to build. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult in the beginning. He has his meltdowns. Like, for example, the, the tantrum that he had in the kitchen, I believe it was open at night. Oh, and he and he gave everything away for free for that week. Oh my week. goodness! Listen, he he destroyed like twelve plates. He used every cuss word in the dictionary, and he, some I think he made up. He assaulted Shorty when he when he gripped he her up. Grabbed her, yeah, yeah. He assaulted her. It's like don't ever fucking touch me again. Yo, you know. And then it's like all I want to hear is you say yes, chef, no chef, right away, chef, and then shut the fuck up. <laughs> Yeah, I, listen, I, listen. I say that at, I'd be like, yes, chef, no chef, heard chef. That's all I want to hear when I'm in when I'm in exec. Yo, it, it's yo. dickish. It really no, is. no, it's dickish. Yes, like, and it's crazy because they having to deal with those kinds of personalities on a mm-hmm. daily basis. You really have to love this shit because the average person to say, "Fuck you, fuck this job." I got I got too much pride to come in here and deal with this shit every day. But you want to know a scene? What's up? It's a it's a lot of scenes that stuck out to me. Oh but one goodness, scene man. in the in particular, please go watch this movie y'all. that I'm thinking of mm-hmm. is when he has Shorty meet him at Burger King. Brilliant and brilliant people. So I told you I I, I saw that I saw it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It came out in what, 14, 15? Yeah, 14 or 15. When it first came out and I was in the house and I was watching it, I didn't give the movie the respect that it deserved. I'm glad you I said was that. in the food service industry, 14, 15. I was the food service director. I ran the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I wasn't cooking, I was the suit. Right. So I'm watching it, and you ever watch a movie? And as you're watching it, you're doing like two or three different things. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it was on, but you're not really paying background attention. Noise. Yeah, background noise. Exactly. You couldn't have said it any better. So I remembered the movie, but re-watching it, it really was like me watching it for the first time because being in it mm-hmm. and now I was, let me clarify for our, our viewers, I've never been in it like this. 
like burnt. Mm-hmm. Never. I've been in it, but that right there is a totally brand new experience. You've been in it. And I know you know. So for me, <laughs> you know, when we talk about things like this, I always say, well, I don't know if I want to do that because it's so crazy. But mm-hmm. I can honestly say today that I would want to do it at least once so that I can say that I did, did it. it. Mm-hmm. So it's something that I can not only add to my resume, but just have under my belt. Because mm-hmm. that right there, every day, like that, okay, I got you, bruh. It's an experience, bruh. But to get back on track for a mm-hmm. second, I'll let you go. That Burger King scene was immaculate because she looked at it one way, and he was looking at it totally different. Mm-hmm. And you know, she was actually looking at it like, "Why are we here? Like, I'm not eating this." Blah 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 blah. And he's like, "Well, it's consistent." And you know, then it's like, "Oh well, you know, chefs." should want consistency and he said no that's we shouldn't we should want to be consistent in our craft but as far as menus and creating we want to be as non-consistent as possible mm-hmm. because we always want to give the people something different mm-hmm. when he can when he can when he compared his food to having an orgasm i was like he's in it yo um, I told somebody, I said, I want to make food so good you don't want to eat no more because you'll never have that ex- experience again. That's what he said. So like, but I said it before this movie. I saw this movie during COVID. So I was already like in it, super like, you know, successful at it. And then right. it just stops. So I'm just sitting at home. I'm like, oh, I'm getting paid to chill. I don't got to cook nothing. I was just at home just just fucking around like making different shit like and then it was on same thing was background noise and then i heard a plate crash a plate when he threw the plates in the beginning started having ptsd yo i was like what the what what is this and i started watching it so let me start it over so my whole thing about like the movie is it's turned up all the way it is volume 10 like the but like the whole time yes those kitchens are not like that all the time. I promise oh, you. Oh yeah. I promise you. If he's if that's a level ten and Carmi's a nine, they're probably like four in the real ones. That old school way of chefing has been done for the past ten years. Right when I started. Okay. I caught some yeah. of it. You caught the tail end of it. I caught the tail end of it. But. Where did he steal his sous chef from? Who? Adam, his his sous. The girl? Can remember she was working someplace else. So she was okay. I think his name was Little Tony. Little Tony wasn't working at his dad's um hotel. He was working somewhere else. Okay. That's where they him, the girl, and it was one other key guy, they all worked together. So then Tony left to go do the restaurant with Adam, and Shorty got fired. Didn't didn't Adam get her fired? It was like a you know conversation amongst friends. Like, listen, you know what she brings to the table. She's wasting her talent here. Yeah, because she cussed him the fuck out. She was like, "I told you, I don't want to work for you." And then he said, "I'll triple your salary. What's up?" Yeah, and it's like, take your apron. You're wasting your talent. Some people don't get it. 
Yeah, some people actually got to be get pushed. Some people got to get pushed ever so gently into the fire, and it's like, okay, now let me see what you do. Mm-hmm. Yo, listen. Sometimes it happens that way. Like my first, my first time on like a major station, like early, early on, somebody called out. So I'm like, all right, well, the sous chef about to uh, do saute. He's like, yo, get the fuck over here. You're doing this tonight. I'm like, what? He like, let's go. So then I just start doing my thing. Right. Quiet the noise. He like, yo, you. Really, he was like, somebody taught you well. So it, you know, it's a different thing. Like, so the reason why I brought up this movie, and then we've been hitting towards the great exodus mm-hmm. of how I left um, the suit and tie. Mm-hmm. So I'll just say this, and why it ties into the movie. Remember the beginning, how we started this whole pod, I was saying, bro, I'm over it. I'm done. Yeah. Can't love something that don't love me back. Yeah. My second week when I was like, yo, this ain't it. Something not right. Now, something was completely wrong. It was a HR nightmare. Period. Okay. It had nothing to do with the job. Nothing. It was an HR nightmare. And you know me. I don't got a Zoe. So I was like, I'm out. Walked out. Yeah, I remember. So took a couple weeks. Went through my penance. Still kind of going through my penance, but it's a little different. I'm going back to it, yo. Back to the suit and tie or back to the the chef coat? Back to what that movie was about. Okay. Re-inspired, reinvigorated. And I got a chip on my shoulder. Oh, no, you're going back to that. Yes. I fucking love it. I love it. The pure insanity of it, I find a subtle piece in. Well, you know, listen, everybody has their vices. You know, pick your poison. Mm -hmm. You know, that's your poison. I wouldn't even say it's poison. No, I'm just just figuratively speaking. So, like, I'm in my penance phase now. Remember in the movie he had the book, and although he was right, he would write down how many oysters he did. Yeah, I found three of my old ones, and I got a new one. And I had I was just going through them, and some of this shit was ridiculous. What I was thinking about, like none of it made sense. I didn't. I, you could tell like the gradual of like when I started to understand the gradual progression. The gradual progression. It was, I was like, wait, orange butter on a steak? That sounds delicious. But that's early on. But that was early on where I didn't even know what the fuck I was doing. And then you get to my third one, cocoa covered steak, time sage infused butter. You could just see the progression. Yeah, your thoughts were, were, were refined at that point by the time you got to book number three. You know, I think, I think in book number one, you were a stray dog chasing his own tail. For sure, that's a that's a brilliant way to put it. For sure. For and sure. then you know, book two, you know, getting a little better. You you know, you went mm-hmm. to you went to obedience school, starting to, <laughs> starting to learn how to shut the fuck up and just let things yeah, happen. Chef, listen, yeah. And then by book number three. Now you're I the dog that's this. showing all other dogs. Watch this. Year book one. 
and the 09. Book three, 14. Five years, I got a new book. So so from, what did I say, 14, right? From 09 to 14. 09 basically. to 14, those are three books. I hadn't written anything down from that third book until uh, the middle of June this year. Damn. Wrote nothing. Just wrote. I, I that was, bro, that was damn near, that's damn near 10. That's nine years. I got this shit, bro. It's all up here. But then what happens is up here gets cluttered. So now it's like, damn, I'm going through my mental file cabinet trying to be like, well, I did this one way. And like, oh, wait, then I could just remix it. Like, no, nah, I just went back. I just started writing again, writing again, writing again. I almost got another book full from yeah. the middle of June to now. Been wilding. So, okay, so now we have the, we have the, uh, the why. Mm-hmm. Now, so this is the part where you can just ask me whatever you want. I got my bars off. So, well, it was is, it was funny because when you said we got to talk about this movie, I was wondering how you was going to correlate the movie into what you want to talk about. Now mm-hmm. I see you know why because your story aligned kind of with Adams in a sense only only for only of the penance part. Yeah. And yeah. The, no no redemption, no drugs, no, none, the, of that, none, none of that. None of that crazy shit. None, none of that crazy <laughs> shit. None but, of that. You know, I ain't been just, kicked out. I ain't been kicked out of nowhere. I'm good. Just, you know, just wanting to reinsert yourself into the madness, per se. Mm-hmm. And actually being ready. Because I think when we have something that we're really good at, and then for whatever reason we get away from it, so much time can go by. Whereas, like, unbeknownst to you, is going to find you again. Yeah. Whether you're looking for it or not, mm-hmm. it's going to come back. You know, just like the thing I was talking to you about with, with Joe the other day, where we had the conversation with him, yeah, yeah, how, yeah. you know, his is coming back around. And, you know, how if I could actually put the suit back on per se and get back on the other side. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I think about like, damn, like maybe who knows, but I know one thing I do know, the more you run from it, the more it's going to track you down. And because it's like, you got unfinished business. And then the crazy part is I thought business was over. I did everything. Did you? Yeah, I did. There was, there was nothing left for me to do. But what I needed to do was properly close that chapter. I just said, fuck it, I'm not doing this. And then that's how I ended it. Right. I didn't have my swan song. But even though you say you did everything, and for all intents and purposes, you may have, with the culinary industry spiraling and the way it is now, post-COVID, Mm-hmm. Versus how it was when you were in it, mm-hmm. it's the same yet different. Oh, it's completely different. It's 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 rough yet elegant. You know, it's you know fast and slow all at the same time because of who's in the industry now versus who was in it before. So it's like I can really come back and destroy this shit. In a great way, 
and nobody will be in my way. Mm, yo, listen, I'm telling you. You know what? Like, I was like on the fence, like, eh. the other day, owner of the restaurant comes in, pulls me to the side. Because you're the fucking soul in here. I just want you to know that. And he walked away. So I was like, man, he's just talking shit. And you ain't been there but so long. That's the crazy part. And we had this conversation. 40 days. And you know what it is? <laughs> no, but you know what it is? Mm -hmm. Here's what it is. I perfect. Do my, perfect. I do, my, I do my eight and skate. That's my mentality. Oh, yeah. Get in and get out. Yeah, I ain't here. Yeah. So remember when Adam was talking to the dude about his lamb? Oh, the young kid. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And he was saying to him how your resume is the shit, your food is great, but then he 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 mind fucked him. He, he said, was like, would you work for me for free? He was like, yeah. He was like, would you pay me to work for me? And he was like- 100 yeah, pounds. Yeah, he's like 100, what, 100 pounds, 200, 200 pounds, pounds yeah. 300 pounds a week mm -hmm. to work, to, to just to work for me. And then he was kind of looking at him like, he was crazy. And he was like- you're great, but you lack arrogance. Mm -hmm. He said, I, I need people with arrogance that work for me because I got to know you can stand up for yourself. I thought I 1,000% I understood what he was trying to say. Those two things aren't the same, though. They're not. But I just correlate that to where you are with what the owner said to you because you have that. You have arrogance. You just are at the point where, again, right now, I'm one of the guys. You do your eight and your skate. Mm -hmm. But me and you had this conversation the other day where you said you can't turn that shit off. And when you are in there doing your, doing your thug dizzle and your coworkers is in there and they bullshitting and they fumbling around and they're getting in your way and stopping you from doing what you're trying to accomplish. And you kind of fucking, you don't bark. You bark and you bite. And it's like, motherfucker, like, what the fuck is y'all doing? Like, come, like that, that the chef comes out mm -hmm. and you don't even mean for it to. No, but I do. So when it comes out in there, it's because y'all doing dumb shit that affects me. Like the water on the floor thing. Yeah, I know. So it's it's like when they off doing other cook shit, I just don't mess up where I'm working at. And as long as we got that clear, like this is my area, like you can do whatever you want. It don't bother me. I'm doing. I'm coming here to do exactly what I'm coming here to do. You know, like if I was young, and I was coming up in it, and I was working where you work, just we just happen to work together. I would look at you as like the. That's the grumpy old head bull. Don't fuck with him. Leave him alone. <laughs> because this ain't... he he does his thing and then he just leaves. He don't talk too much. He don't ask nobody shit. You might be able to ask him a couple questions on a good day. But for the most part, leave him the fuck alone, yo. But that's the thing. I'm. You can ask me anything and I'll give you the answer. But if I tell you exactly what to do and you do the exact opposite... Then what am I talking for? You already know me. I don't like to talk much. Even doing this is me talking a lot. Yeah, you know, you 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 so. you biggest. <laughs> I hate you, bro. Fuck, Fuck I you say God. God. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> but even over there, one of the one of the uh new person, they just hired somebody. 
So uh, my exec Sue was like, I need you to train this person. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you got to pay me. Right. So he was like, I'll take care of you. I was like, all right, good talk. So then, you know, I'm showing her stuff. I'm like, you know, this is how you do this. Like, and you know, so she's like, so you're the leader in here, huh? And I was like, no, I just do this one thing and that's it. She was like, no, you got something with you. And let's go back to this. Go back when I said they don't know I'm Superman. Listen, people know, bro. So listen, I was like, listen, I was like, I'm not the leader. I just accepted the role that was thrust upon me. I don't want it. So she was like, you know who you sound like? What's up? You sound like me deflecting. No, I'm deflecting there. Deflecting is deflecting wherever it's You at. deflect every day. <laughs> In your work life, personal life, you just Dikembe. No, no, no. Yo, get get, it out. <laughs> no, get no, it out of here. I just deflect there because I don't even want, I know I ain't going to be there long because I know now I know exactly where I'm going. So where are you going? I told you I'm going back to that to the crazy shit. No, no, I know that. But do you mm-hmm. have a place in mind, a city, a city in mind? Two places. Two mm-hmm. places in mind? Mm-hmm. Keeping them close to the vest? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. But it's definitely the crazy shit. Okay. For sure. And was what I know to are these are, are these two places that you have in mind too expensive for me and the babe to come and eat at? I just comp the shit. Oh, all right. Yeah, come on, dog. Because <laughs> I remember the only reason I say that because I remember when 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 Adam was having the conversation with Shorty at Burger King, mm-hmm. and he was saying how um, people pay five times more to eat at his restaurant than they would to come here, yada yada yada, so on and so forth. Yeah. And then you see the scenes when you see the Rolls Royces pulling up mm-hmm. and everything else, and it's like. Okay, yeah. Like when they had the um, but the thing is, you're not what I wish they would have touched on. What I know now, you're not paying for the food, yo. You're paying for, for the, the experience. experience. Yeah, you're paying for the experience. You're paying for the ambiance. You're paying for all that, you know. And I don't care because I don't work at this place no more. We used to charge nine dollars for a baked potato, though. Hmm. Guess how much we paid for a set potato? What? 12 cents. Yeah. So, but when you came in, it was amazing. It was immaculate. Service was phenomenal. Yeah. But you're going to pay $9 for that baked potato. You're going to pay $13 for mash. So, and it's a la carte. It's not like it comes composed. Right. Well, if you go in there and buy mash, that's, that's genius, all you get. That's genius because a lot of those, not not a lot, damn near all of those top tier upper echelon places, all they shit is a la carte. Mm-hmm. If you want to try everything, you have to pay for everything. Mm-hmm. Now, the one thing I can say that I love about the upper echelon top tier restaurants like that is everybody has their station. Everybody is doing what each individual person is supposed to do. One specific thing. One task. If you're garmarger, you're garmarger. If you're saucier, you're saucier. If you chef de cuisine, you that guy. 
If you do desserts and pastries, you're that person. If you do veg, you're that person. So on and so forth. Because and then the scale and the the ranking goes. How much do you know? Unless you specifically just be like, I only want to do this. Right. No. Like, exactly. Like, <laughs> I, I it was like my first first week at this place at one place, thousand covers. I was like, I gotta. This is dumb, but it's kind of needed. You kind of gotta. Whenever you go into like a new restaurant where you're about to work, you kind of gotta prove yourself to people. What I did was idiotic. I would never do this shit again. It was a thousand reservations or so. Ended up with eleven fifty. I say I'm gonna work sides by myself. You gonna do sides by yourself? Mm -hmm. Okay. Sides by myself. I said, just give me an expediter. Call out the checks. Don't even turn around to help me. It turned into a show because everybody's like, "Is he really doing it?" And it's like, "Oh shit, he fucking did it." And then I leave. It's like, just so y'all know, like, I'm good. I can hang. Right. You don't gotta worry about me. I gotta worry about y'all. So unless somebody want to do this, attempt this. I mean, the, the bar is set. But that was a shot to everybody under me, everybody over me. What's up? That's that during my tenure of like I don't want to do this shit no more. That went away. Came a little docile. It's like, man, I could do it, but I don't want to do it. Now I got the got the wolf back. Mm -hmm. Demon. So, did you give any thought as to how long you would want to do this for again once you get back into it before you become complacent again? Or oh no, officially, no! Before you officially say, "I did it. I left it." I came back, did it again. Now I'm officially done. Cash out. Okay. When this take off, for sure. Right. And then when they when there's no more bags to get, I'm out. There's one. There's one in that. There's one bag I need. Okay. It's a number. Okay. I need that. I need that number. I mean, then you should. For all you know, you can segue and get your. Uh, yeah, Zakarian on and be on a be on a tube somewhere. That's this is this is the groundwork, the foundation for that. You know what I'm saying? That so. that what I'm doing, what I'm about to do now for personal and private reasons. This is passion, right? But that I gotta go. I gotta go do that. Yeah, one, one let my swan song. So there you have it, man. All right. Well, listen, that makes sense. What you got for motivational, man? So for motivational, I will say to everybody, don't allow yourself to be, and I kind of said this earlier, um, mm. so it's fresh in my mind. Don't be anybody's pincushion. What you mean by that? Don't set yourself up knowing that nine times out of 10, you're going to get let down to make somebody else happy. Okay. So it goes back to like, if people know that they can have their cake and eat it too, they're going to. Yeah, it's cake. That's what you're supposed to do. So why set yourself up to be manipulated, let down, used, abused, whatever the case may be, because you're 
hanging on to the notion of what was or what could be mm-hmm. versus what is. For sure. Because what is is what people are afraid of. They don't want to look at it as what it is. They want to look at it as what it could be. But what it could be may not may never happen. Right. So don't even if you see it going left, sometimes it's the uncomfortable thing to do. Sometimes it's the thing that we dread the most. But there's no better feeling than putting yourself first in a situation, knowing that in the end, you're going to come out of it all right. It's going to suck for a while, Mm -hmm. which will be okay. So, you know, don't set yourself up to lay down and let people walk all over you on purpose. For sure. Not really. Um... For motivation, we're just going to be real cheesy. Life be lifing. Don't let life derail you from your dreams. That's not cheesy. It, I mean. No, that's not. I feel, all right, I got it you. Was, it, it, was, was, it was eloquently said. Yeah. Life be lifing. And sometimes life will just take you someplace else. But when you got dreams and passion projects and just things like you, goals, Life is doing what it's supposed to do. It's just building you to make sure you're ready and mm-hmm. you're strong enough to mm-hmm. earn what you're about to get. You couldn't have said it any better. So even this, a lot of sleepless nights. We had the stew. Now we, you know, told Jay like, bro, man, we appreciate it because like this year we was losing sleep. Yeah, hell yeah, we was Plus, struggling. Just like we said the other day, you know, when me and you was rapping, we didn't even know that we were actually grooming one another all these years with everything to be sitting here in these two chairs. That's for sure. I told you I couldn't have done this with nobody else. So, you know, it just goes to show the universe will let you know exactly when you're ready. Mm. If you ain't ready, you ain't ready. Mm. And believe me, do not try to force anything. Just let it happen when it's supposed oh, to. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, listen, bro. I yeah. learned my lesson. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> pretty past, sure. These past couple, bro, I learned my lessons. So it's... There you go. It's crazy for me now. All right, well, wait. that's it for this one? Yeah, that's it, man. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in with us for another week of the Food Joint Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, as always, be safe. Don't be crazy out here, and best believe we look forward to getting back with you guys next week. So until then, peace. Love, peace, and chicken grease.